All right, we're back to another glorious episode of Pwned. We're rolling right along season four here. Jack, we have so much to cover. We have so many topics to, to address. What's top of mind for you this week? I want to reach back into the questions we get on a fairly regular basis, you know, as, as Justin and I are wandering around uh, doing our business, being the, the security sponges that we are. We get lots of questions. I thought this would be a great one to talk about, especially with you, Justin, because you've done the job and you've run, run a company that helps people do the job. And this was about a really practical concern. A lot of times we've talked about not always buying the newest and shiniest object. We talk about the fact that the technology should always be in service of the goals of the business, goals of security, not just because it's new. Um, And the question I got was, okay, 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 got it. Now, when I decide that this is something, it's in support of the business. And I know it's something that we can actually absorb and, and use and make benefit from. How do I socialize that need? Right. When most of the world is hearing like blah, 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 security, it's just like a buzzing noise. How do I socialize this need in a way that's effective? And I figure you've had to do it. You've helped other people do it. So I'd say, what are your thoughts before I start off on my own? <laughs> Wait, I started with you and you just kicked it back to me. Well, I, I gave you a topic. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. When it comes to this topic, my personal body policy for this and for other things is like, there's no surprises in any of this stuff. From the moment that you present the idea of purchase or like you have something picked out that you like, you're presenting it as the one that you would like to procure. At that point, it should not be a surprise to anybody. And if if you're having the conversation for the first time and or you're surprising people, you've missed some steps along the way. And so some of these things just really, I think, come with experience, right? And um, having worked in like corporate cultures and kind of navigated corporate politics, but myself, what I've used and what I've seen others use, acknowledging like there's, there's actually a lot of ways to approach this, but the approach that I've seen successful is before you even talk about tooling is you have to establish a need. You have to establish a why you're doing these things. You have to establish that there's a risk that needs to be mitigated, right? Without doing some of those things, the question will always come up of saying, if I don't know what those things are, why are we spending money on something that I don't know if we need it or not? So it is like, how do you create that need, that demand? Um, How do you socialize the risk? And as a security leader, myself and others, one thing that's always really important is to to chart a path of where you are now, where you're going to go what the steps are as you're going to get there. And those could be um, steps as far as capabilities that need to be built. They could be steps to realize a compliance framework. They could be the results of of a risk assessment, whether that's an IT risk assessment or an enterprise risk assessment. In all cases, you've started to chart out risk. You've started to chart out gaps. You've started to chart out what the organization needs. As you start to socialize these things, right? However you choose to do it. For myself, I personally prefer a roadmap. Three years feels about right. You know what one year looks like. You have a pretty good direction on what number two looks like. Based on one in, years one and two happening, you have a pretty good idea roughly of what three would look like. And three is likely going to adjust over time. But three year feels about right unless some of people can get their head around. As you start to chart that path of saying, here's where we are today in year one, here's where we want to be in year three, there's capabilities, there's risks that are being mitigated along the way. And whether that's people, process, technology, it's very clear what you're doing and when. 
once you have your roadmap built, it's important to get consensus early on, get buy into it and saying, just so everybody's on the same page, like this is where we're going, right? And people may redirect you and saying, this is important. That's not taking their feedback, put it into roadmap, check again. Is this where we're going, right? It's a point where everybody says yes. As your roadmap rolls along and starts to materialize, you're like, well, in order to realize this capability, to fulfill this need, to mitigate this risk, you know, have this tooling in place, right? Now, everybody's agreed this is a need. So now you start to present the tooling and the options because you're just executing on the plan and executing on the roadmap, present tooling in place. Now, at this point, people, if they say yes, it's great. You're kind of executing to the plan. You've already started to pre-overcome some of those, those objections. But if someone says no, be like, okay, just for awareness. No, it's fine. We agreed we we're going to do this. You're going to set our roadmap back by a year, right? Because we said we're going to do this in year two, right? As an example, it's not going to happen in year two, which means we can't do it in year until year three. And now what was year three now becomes year four. Like, are you okay with that? And here's all the risks associated with it. From a business standpoint, they may say, hey, that's totally fine. And you know what? That's a business decision. That's something that like a security leader needs to get comfortable with, right? I'm saying like, you're not always going to get your way, right? Business needs to operate and make decisions for themselves. But your job at that point is to drive awareness. So basically saying, by saying no to this thing now that we agreed upon that we're going to do, we could be pushing our plans back by six months, by a year. It could be delaying hiring. It could be delaying all these things. And we could be carrying this business risk for an extended period of time. As long as a business is okay with it, you know, it's a business call, right? But in all cases, you start to set yourself up for that conversation of saying, like, we talked about the justification of this thing. We're here. This is what I want to go forward with. And at that point, there shouldn't be any surprises at that point. If, there, if there's any surprises, it should be the elongation of risk. Right? You know, it, it was funny as you were talking through it. I think back on all the episodes we've done and the mailbags we've talked through where individuals you know, we're recommending more communication, sort of more ongoing communication. And when I hear roadmap, I'm like, it's the perfect opportunity for continuous communication, right? A roadmap isn't Chicago, Indianapolis, San Diego. Roadmap is all the paths you take between here and there, right? There is a reassertion of why San Diego, San Diego is important to get to. There is a reassertion of why now is the right time to go. And as I'm thinking about all the thoughtfulness that goes into the creation of the style of roadmap that you're talking about, it provides a great opportunity to learn about the business objectives you're trying to solve. You know, I'm, I'm thinking through, you know, some of the some of the reporting we've done historically for some of the clients that we deal with, right? And we're showing them how at one point in time, you know, certain technologies are blocking the effects of certain campaigns. Maybe it's a phishing campaign. Maybe it's, you know, some remote command execution campaign. But we're actually showing them how what they've done, which is goodness, recognize and blocked after bad things happen. But at the same time, that's the storyline is we could have blocked it differently. Maybe if you had done some mail gateway work, right? Or if you had done tighter controls of some of the network traffic, or if you maybe segmented your network differently and made it less flat, right? And so that roadmap you described, I'm just thinking of it and I'm thinking about the the day-to-day operation, sort of the day in the life of that security leader who wants to socialize this. And they should be thinking about it as an ongoing story, right? You don't tell somebody, if, if I'm thinking about, I don't know, eating better, right? I don't say, hey, it's, it's March on Wednesday, you know, you should eat better. And then, you know, hey, it's April. Have you been eating better? No. Well, how about tomorrow you eat better? And then I don't talk to them again until May. Never going to happen. But if 
I am consistently reinforcing the message about not you're going to die because you eat badly, but instead, hey, look at how much healthier you're getting. And if every day you just do a little bit, it's great. How do you eat Mount Fuji? Spoonful at a time, right? And I'm having that conversation with them in an ongoing way that helps them to equate the benefits of what they're doing to business goals that they care about. And that kicks ass. I think one of the best CISOs ever, uh, which was Phil Venables, who was at Goldman. And I had this conversation. It's got to be 10 years ago when I was with IBM. He had made mention of the fact that a true security leader's job changed a ton between 2000 and 2000 and whatever that was. I talked to probably 2012-13, which was originally we were charged with keeping the organization from doing anything that would make them less secure. We're supposed to you know, raise the flag, fear uncertainty and doubt, here we go. And he said, but as the technology has forced connectivity to be more pervasive and as clients are demanding more immediate access, sort of a more, I'm going to say more trusting system, as security people, we had to get a lot smarter about how we use security technologies to enable them to have the business relationship that they wanted to have. And to me, that really switches. And I love the roadmap idea because the security person's roadmap that you just described is going to be running along. I'm going to say parallel, but I'm thinking they're joined all the way along. So it's even closer than just being purely parallel with a business strategy, right? I'm thinking of the organization, which in the last five years has said, hey, we're going to move a bunch of junk to the cloud and we're going to do a bunch of junk in SaaS. And as a security person, you're like, I think that's pretty excellent shared responsibility model guy. Um, but I also think we're going to, have to change our identity management. So by 2025, when you're expecting to be fully online and everything in HR, as an example, is going to be serviced through some SaaS provider, I think by that point in time, we need to be doing something that's handling a zero trust model, remote access, make sure that everybody can connect securely without worrying about, you know, going through the corporate network to get there, right? And so for me, to your point, that roadmap is directly aligned to the company's vision for what's happening. Right. And so maybe the first thing you're doing is in year one of your three year plan. Hey, listen, this year we're going to be investing a little bit in understanding better and auditing all the access people have. So we make sure we understand who needs access to what. Oh, that's very good. And in year one and a half, year two, as you're beginning this digitization process and picking up your SaaS vendors, we're going to play a role in that requirements generation, making sure we're getting the information we need for audit, making sure the connections happen the way we want to. And that's going to be awesome too. Everybody's like, Wow, that Justin, so helpful, right? Because now you're just part of that discussion and security is being woven in. And so by the time you're there and you want to buy a Zscale or somebody else to do that work for you, right? They're like, of course we want that because we've been along this journey with you and you've been so darn helpful, right? And that's that's the way you get them there. So I love your, I love the roadmap plan because it's more than just like when I used to do, you know, I was running engineering for companies and roadmaps were like, this is going to be delivered then. This is much more like a road trip where you're talking about all the stops. Hey, we see the biggest ball of string. That's in Indiana, right? That's part of the journey. And, you know, you're with them all along that ride. And you've sort of identified where you're going to need gas, where it's time to eat. There's bathrooms here, here, and here. And it's sort of like the roadmap road trip for cybersecurity. And, and I think that's great advice. Yeah, I love the everything you said. They, um, you made me think of it's uh, really about bringing the style of communication to where the business is. And I'm saying you can have whatever communication style, but the one that's going to be most effective is the one that matches the business that, that you work for. And like, to degree, like if you want to get your agenda done, you kind of have to meet them where they're at, you know? And I actually, I <laughs> really like the, the, uh, the eating healthy analogy, right? And that scenario where it's like, 
you just start in February or January or March with, without any warning. You say, okay, it's March, right? We're going to start eating healthy. And people are looking and be like, well, we don't know how to cook healthy food. And by the way, like our grocery bill, like just is going to dramatically change because we're not buying the same things. Like we're buying all heart healthy stuff, right? And now like you start to introduce kind of all these hurdles to success, right? And that's that's really not how businesses operate. Or like even, hey, it's September. We're going to start eating healthy. Be like, uh, Justin, that might not be the best idea because it's actually Oktoberfest coming up soon. <laughs> Probably not the best time to start this. That's the drinking healthy model. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, hops, <laughs> barley, all food staples. That's excellent. But you change the context and say, okay, last year we talked about that we're going to do this. It is now January. Now is the time to start. We have budgets in place. We have people in place. We all agreed that we're going to start doing this in January, right? January doesn't have to be perfect, but like let's start practicing it come February, March. Like now we have a flow in place. You have everybody eating healthy. No one's surprised. And now as you like approach September and October, we're like, okay, we know what month it is. We're going to take it easy, right? So we can kind of set ourselves up for success and we're going to pick it back up and maybe January because November's Thanksgiving and December it's Christmas. Right on. I totally dig it, right? Because in the model you just described, and it applies equally for food or for cybersecurity, you're stocking up the pantry with the items that you need. In the case of food, it's food. In the case of security, it's the security that you need to support the business objectives. I want to I want to tap on something that you said because it like it smacked me in the middle of my forehead when you were talking about it was, it was October fast, wasn't it? <laughs> well, that's typically like the back. Yeah, but anyway, um, ground. Um, but anyway, the um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the the thing I was thinking about was you said to talk to the business where they were at, and I'm thinking about the person who was asking me this question about how they socialize, you know, what they need more or less. How do they get what they need? And I was thinking, all right, all right, how do you speak most effectively? How do you do this and that? And as you're talking, I'm like, oh, mother effer, I forgot completely about the fact that communication isn't about talking all the time. It's about listening. And if you want to communicate and socialize what you think is necessary effectively, spend the first month listening, right? Spend the first portion of this listening to the business, listening to their objections, to what's already being done. Listen to their objectives for what's going to happen next. Listen to the way they think about the evolution of the business so that by the time you're talking to them, you know where they're at, right? When, when you said talking with them, I'm like, well, how do you figure it out? Oh, wait a minute. Communications. That's right. Even though this is a podcast where it's mostly us talking to the audience, um, it's listening, right? It's like us listening for the person asking me the question. But it's in, in terms of cybersecurity and looking forward and getting the support you're looking for, it starts with listening and understanding where the business is at for exactly the purpose you described, which is so that you can communicate to them where they are in a language that they understand with a prioritization that they already agree with. So you're just a seamless part of it. And the, the roadmap road trip is a trip they're already on. You're just helping them to understand how while they're on that road trip, you're going to help them make sure that they're doing the right things to keep that trip a success and a pleasant experience for everybody. So I think you're right in the money. Yeah. God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yes. Because if I had <laughs> two mouths in one years, I would be more obese than I am right now. <laughs> yeah, you would be. Uh, you, you you could be multi-threaded at that point. Oh, I like that multi-threaded. I'll be sweet and sour. It'll be excellent. <laughs> All right, this is this is good, Jack. Any uh, any other ground we should cover on this one? 
No, no, I think I, I think that this is great. And if any of the folks out there in the listening community who have more specific questions about how do I justify or how do I listen for triggers that point me at a supporting reason for things like whether it's zero trust or gateway mail services or whatever it is, there's a lot of good reasons, right? And you know, we've got a lot of experience as, as a team and as individuals dealing with how to apply cybersecurity in a way that's super helpful, not super costly, that helps people along that journey. So please feel free to send these things into the mailbag at the coordinates that Justin's about to tell you about. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have questions, comments, any topics you want to see covered on the show, please send us send those to pwned at newharborsecurity.com. Those have been listening for a while. If you got ideas for mailbag, you have investments that you want to have reviewed as part of our swipes episodes or is interested about breach of the week, you know how to find us. Um, and as always, if you like the show, please like it, please share it with friends and others that you think would be interested and we'll get you on the next episode.